Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Okay, let's see. Researching this. Hmm. Wait, what the hell? This is how to be a successful podcaster? Or no, this is how you... You know what? Much like uh, how to be a... what? What is this perfect crap? Like, really? Like... All this gatekeeping and all this lying. You know, I hate it. I hate it. This is just as bad as internet censorship. I mean, at the same time, what exactly are they trying to convey here? Are they just trying to make people not be original anymore? Or are they just trying to find more ways to screw it all up? I'll tell you one thing, though. I should start my own podcast school. And this is the right time to do it because... Welcome to the J-Man Show here on... G360 Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the J-Man Show, here for episode 139, finally! <laughs> In case you didn't hear my promo last time, yeah, I very much, very much so matured up. It's called Accelerated Growth, man! <laughs> but I'm still young at heart, though, so that's what, you know, keeps me all together. Because black don't crack. And other than that, yeah. Sorry for the delay of this episode. I had to cover something, which means like I looked into the Democratic debates last night. Very petty, man. You know, it's amazing, right? Four years after... Four years after 2016, and we are still doing the same crap. You know, it's amazing because you also have an anti-Trump well, you also have an anti-Trump-based, you know, a billionaire just like him thinking he can run for the presidency. And obviously he doesn't live in the same world we do because he's like, oh, I don't know about this. It's because farmers are poor. And he was talking about farmers. I'm like, you know, farming is like the second biggest industry here, right? You know, that, that's our food. You know, in case you haven't realized it, like middle of the country is agriculture. Hell, even Delaware's agriculture, I mean, that explains quite a lot about things. I, I just don't get how we managed to, you see, we managed to get to that level, and then we regress, man. You know, we just keep going to that point, but we, we will not cross that threshold, mind you. Not to improve and not to evolve. Oh, no, 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 no. That's too hard. We're going to have to fall back a little bit. And then they keep talking about fighting and beating Trump, all that stuff. I, I get it. That's the main goal, right? But you see, the thing about it is, even if certain people win, you know what I'm saying? Whoever's going to be the top primary, whoever wins that is going to have to have a little bit more than an anti-Trump rhetoric, okay? It's got to be something that's really going to benefit the country for the next four years on in. And then you never know, everything will get all right petty again. And it really, it's really weird because it's like more and more, I understand strength with numbers, but you'll see the agenda base that really screws things up. It's not, it's not a good look. It's just, I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm like, 
wow, they obviously are not thinking about where I'm at. So I can only imagine what they're thinking about with other people. Because I'll be honest with you, as much as I'd like to see things kind of shift and change a little bit with Medicare, I can't see Medicare for all being a good choice. And some of that stuff kind of leaked out of the Bernie camp where, you know, they can't promise that. (laughs) So it's amazing. Like certain promises that old boy in office can't keep. You're looking at certain promises that the opposition cannot achieve either. So it's like, huh, as outlandish as it could be. It's kind of like free college. Like, you know, I'm pretty much working a day job so I can pay for college. So I'm like, how in the hell do you figure that that's going to help people along the way? Sometimes when you give something free to people, they don't appreciate it as much. But if you're working hard for it and you're grinding and you're pushing yourself up to that advantage, you have a shot. It's just like, you know, of course, you're going to have to pay that big ass bill back. But if you're smart and if you probably pay it on the way while you're working, you know, it might not be so heavy. You see what I'm saying? And like right now I'm doing that sort of scenario because, hey, man, J-Man just doesn't like being in debt. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure a lot of you out there don't either. But then there's some people out there that have been brave and spent rather foolishly anyway. It's just a whole lot of narratives and a lot of ins and outs that are just ridiculous at this point. And while at the same time, that same site I just mentioned in the cold open, by the way, yeah, they say you shouldn't talk politics. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Like you have damn control over what I do, you bastards. Um, (laughs) speaking of which, yes, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna start my own podcast school. That'll be all right. Let me go ahead and do that for maybe one episode, see how that all happens. You probably enjoy it. I know I will. <clears throat> Welcome to J360 University, the home of great independent creation since 2006. I am your professor, J-Man. Or, yeah, I should say my real name, but I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, J-Short for some, obviously. But here's the thing. Today, we are going to be discussing why you should not listen to certain advice. Okay, see, everybody has a point of view on things. Like, when podcasting was young, and this was like in the 80s, it was audio dramas. Then later on, it became more about journal keeping, and it became more about recording memo notes and all sorts of things. But later on, it started to develop into a different sort of scenario. And the reason why it's called podcasting, because at one time, uh, Apple was the biggest outlet for it. It still kind of is, but, you know... There's so many podcasters out there now, and RSS is so great, you know, it's anywhere. Like, even some of our shows here at J360 Radio landed on Breaker. I was like, what the hell is Breaker? But I'm not mad at Breaker, though, because we managed to get some uh, viewership from that, or listenership, I should say. It's not video yet, though I'm getting close to that. So as I'm looking into it... I'm starting to see like certain scenarios where people are like, oh, you got to do this, or you can't do that. Don't laugh in your mic. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. They're saying don't do certain scenarios. If anything, don't develop a personality. It's because, like, you know, some people actually do press kits, they do marketing, they do content strategy. I get that. 
And, you know, you kind of do anyway when you have a set schedule or you, like, have a fallback plan on that set schedule. Like, take, for example, this show is usually a Wednesday show. But if I can't make it for that Wednesday, you get one that Thursday. See what I'm saying? And then, like, with the Cyclone, you know, when we were doing the Cyclone, Tuesday was always the thing. You have your content released, you have your content planning, and you have all that stuff put together. And you should always have that. But you see, the one thing that really sells a podcast show is usually the personalities and the topics. Like, what's the talk in town if you're about that life? Or what is what are you selling today? You should look at it that way. Like, you know, it's the same thing with, like, if you're doing stand-up or if you're doing performing arts. Like, what exactly are you trying to sell with your content here? And you see, when advertisement comes into play or monetization, see, people always see the money. They always see, like, that sort of scenario. Oh, how can I be very approachable to a John and Jane Q public out there? Well, see, the best way to do that is is just to keep on working at the content. You know what you're going to be selling. You know what you're going to be talking about, right? I mean, you do know that. And if you are going to be doing podcasting, I mean... Don't necessarily invest in a whole lot of gear. That's where you're messing up. Sometimes the best gear is like the thing that's sitting right next to you. Your phone. Or basically, if you got a Logitech headset. I mean, I remember when I first got started with this. I had a busted up Vio and a Logitech headset. That was about it. And I just had my voice. Ran with it. Knew exactly what I was talking about. The J-Man Show technically is a reboot, and it was technically built out of rage because my co-host did not show up for the first times that I did Fridays at J360. You see, I was always on. He wasn't. He was so worried about his image, he forgot to promote and push his image. That's how sad he was. And whereas with me, myself, you know, I only get better at it because I also had another show at one time, and that's going to be on the J360 Radio B-side, and they're called... The backstage riots. And when the backstage riots were around, I was making movies, and that was us commenting on the movies that we were making at that time. We're making more movies, but like I said, for those particular things that we were doing, that was what was funny, and people actually enjoyed it, you know? And then it was like 2016 came around, J360 Radio came into play. And see, instead of the Cyclone being the flagship show, the J Man show was. So, it all checks out, and then I had to keep on putting up content, and I love doing it, so why not? And you see, you gotta do what you love, and a lot of people don't necessarily love it. Some people are just trying to do it just because, well, you know, this is the only way I can be relevant. Um, this is how I actually can go ahead and get my point of view across, and, 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 you know, I don't really have that point of view. I'm just riding coattails. Hate that, too. When you're phoning it in, I mean, if if you know you're phoning it in, everybody knows you're phoning it in. People can see it. I mean, like, lying is great. Oh, God. <laughs> that would make a pretty good thing. Lying is great, isn't it? <laughs> but, you know, no, it's not. No, it's not. Matter of fact, when it gets right down to it, Lying only softens the blow, and then you got to keep lying to keep that lie. And then as you keep putting in all that extra work, you're not making good, credible content where people can actually believe in what you say or actually trust you on that level. And you see, right now, trust is all we pretty much can try to get. It's like the most hardest thing to achieve, and it's the most easiest thing to get rid of. 
I mean, I trust, you know, certain podcasters and what they make. And I hope that some of you guys, or at least all of you J360 Legion members out there, actually believe in what I'm saying. But, you know, it's just amazing how certain people go about this stuff. And you see, when you want to do profiting in your podcast, it's not hard. But, you know, there's got to be a real reason why you're in it and why you stay in it. You know, because sometimes some people are like, well, we think the show's ran its course, so we're moving on from it. Um, uh, we, You know, we don't have all our members like we used to, so we have to keep pushing for it. And personnel can be a real pain in the ass sometimes. Because, you know, there's there's life out there, and then there's people that have real rigid day jobs, or people will make time for the things that they love, and the people they love. So if they're always saying tomorrow, all this kind of stuff, that person just doesn't believe and the nature of the show, or what you're trying to do, and they're just trying to be nice. And you can see that from time to time, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, well, can't trust that person, gotta move on to the next one. And you see, I had such a such a interesting way about with people, you know, I was like this, I'm not gonna go ahead and do this show with people. I might as well do it solo. So, one mic in it. Yeah, one mic, one dude, and a lot of stories to talk about. And if you got a lot of stories in your mind, like me, run with it. And that's the whole point, because other people, they'll they'll find something. I mean, granted, there's a way of helping you to make content. But, you know, sometimes talking from real experience on the inside and what you go through periodically while you have deep dreams and different methods, that helps you. You see, because um, it's real. It's not canning. It's not going ahead and saying, hey, guys, let me tell you about breastfeeding. When you know damn well you are not a participant in that. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're male or whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> though, there, though I have read that there are some people out there that have certain abilities and they can breastfeed. It's weird. I, I know. I was bored. I was reading something. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutation, next form of human evolution. This process is slow. And uh, anyway, <laughs> but you know, it, it's funny because they'll tell you what to do. They'll try to chime in. Oh, you got to be more accessible. You got to be more this. And I love those kind of people because they're not the ones on the mic. They're not the ones that are even writing the content. They're the ones that are sitting there being your agent, your manager, or whatever, and they're trying to tell you how to go about things, even though everybody's just guessing on these situations. Like when it comes to certain sponsorships, I understand they have a brand, they have an image. Well, you see, if you're working with me, it's a joint venture. I have a brand, I have an image. And my image is not sullied by that. And you see some people will say, oh, well, you're selling out, you're doing this. Look, you're trying to make a little bit of money. You see, businesses run on money. No matter how you go about it, they do. And when you make that sort of, decision whether to monetize your show or whether to not monetize you know you're making a step forward and you're doing a lot of investment and when money gets involved in things you start to see how people change because people start to get really weird when it comes to the greenbacks especially when it comes to podcasting because you can make a pretty profitable income doing this if you know what the hell you're doing same thing with merch same thing with basically just even being a youtuber at one time you know you can do these things. You just got to be aware of how you are responsible about it. And then you got to be aware of the most important thing. Your personality, your voice. 
Okay, okay, two most important things. <laughs> and you see, a lot of people forget that. You, you know, you've seen it all the time. You've seen it where somebody was really, really passionate in the beginning, and they were true to their word. They pretty much bent over backwards to get where they needed to be. They never stopped making the content. But then when they, as soon as they got that ability to make money doing what they do, they started hemming up. They started changing in other ways. And then it wasn't exciting anymore. It was just somebody just coming in, delivering a whole lot of puff and smoke, and then walking their merry way away. Yeah. But you, you the investor, you the viewer, you the listener, was sitting there hoping for something a little different, weren't you? You were hoping for something that was real to talk about, but it was open-ended, and it wasn't what you expected it to be. I get that, you know? And then I see it. I see it all the time. Certain people think they're bigger than what they are. Nose all in the air, ass in your face. And it's not necessarily right. You know, because you never know who you inspire. And it's like this. I hope I have inspired a lot of independent content creators out there. I hope that one way or another, if I'm not doing J360 Productions anymore, that they continue and carry on the fight. That's great, you know. Like, you have the ability to do this. You know, ever since we had the digital revolution, in the ability to make our independent content creating, you know, a lot of people have looked into it. Some people don't want to compete because they're, they made that transition to mainstream or they've done all these other things and they try to make rules as a way so you don't compete with them. So it's up to you as the, as the creator yourself to really make that decision to see if you can go about doing this and see like, you know, if the advice is credible or not. Because a lot of people, for some reason, they don't want to compete because, hey, maybe they peaked or maybe they haven't thought about certain things. But you, full of promise and full of hope and bright-eyed, and pretty much are struggling at the gate a little bit because you're always looking for guidance. Well, I'm going to tell you what the guidance is, all right? Like, if you're using your Logitech headset, and if you're using your Season 1 gear, I should say, which is probably a laptop, that's enough for you to get started. Run with that a little bit. Know what your format of your show is. What exactly are you trying to tell people? Your demographic. See, J360 Productions at its current form is not for children. As foul mouth as I am and as crazy as my crew is, <laughs> hell no, we're not for kids. However, if you're like um, teen all the way up to maybe middle-aged or whatever, teen and up maybe, you got a shot. And I'm and I'll be honest with you. A lot of y'all are saying, "Oh, teenagers, right?" Well, let me tell you about teenagers, man. They're not as innocent as you think they are. Jeez, and I'll tell you why. Because I was one, just like all you other people. You were a teen, weren't you? <laughs> and you was a hellion too, I bet. Because the truth is, is that you know we all had our party lifestyle. We all thought we were top stuff. I mean, we all listened to DMX, who we be. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're saying all this kind of stuff, and you're just trying to gatekeep it, try to say, oh, you can't do that. Well, you're just a giant a-hole because you've done it yourself. I, and I know you have, unless you're a prude. But you see, like, you got to know what your demographic is, and you got to know who you're pitching this stuff out to. Now, a lot of those people that do that G-rated, family-friendly kind of thing, they probably have a shot because, see, 
That's market value. People are always marketing to that. They ain't marketing no single bachelors and stuff like that. Not unless it's something that tells them, hey, you're ugly and you stink and you're never going to meet anybody unless you buy our product. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm not going to disrespect too much because I know that there are some influencers out there that will happily talk about their makeup and all that stupid crap. Pardon my pardon my language, pardon my language, because, you know, it's a very lucrative business, even though I'll never invest in it, because that's just who I am. And you see, <laughs> and you see, they'll go ahead and run with this, because everything is doctored and agenda-based to anybody out here. You've noticed, because when you look at news media, how come every commercial, primary commercial, I should say, is usually a drug commercial? Have you noticed it's either a drug commercial, car insurance, or it's basically something that has people constantly worried, including a phone bill. Yeah, they're always there, too. And credit. And it's just the list goes on and on. And that's why a lot of people who look at television and all that stuff, sometimes they kind of are depressed because, you know, they haven't figured out certain scenarios. But then when you look at, like, podcasting, you can get any sort of ad thrown on your podcast. You know, I think I had a Dunkin' Donuts ad one time because I monetized the J-Man show. And, of course, I did. Because J360 Productions needs it, baby. Greenbacks. But I never sold out exactly who I am. And I'm not going to. I'm going to be that same. I'm going to be about the same, just a little bit older and a little bit more wiser. But I'm still going to be a giant smartass. And not only that, I'm always going to be looking into that right direction. And you see, if you're one of those people that I've inspired, and I know because you'll probably be saying the same quotes that I've said, I'm going to look right at you and I'm going to nod with respect. And the whole point about that is it's going to be a nice competition or a nice friendly race because I'm very competitive between you and me at that point. And then if we do like crossover episodes, that's even better because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to throw stones at you unless I notice that your agenda flies up or any of that kind of stuff. But I probably will not do that, you know? Because at the end of the day, it's, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. And, you know, you got to run with it a little bit. But if you're one of those kind of people that'll take jokes or take sort of scenarios and you don't know the gist behind it, you already look pretty foolish doing it. And that's just not a way to go about it. But you don't worry too much about these things. Now, another thing is, you see like how people will say, I'm worried that some people won't watch me or listen to me. Or actually be there for me. Okay, okay, that's too much. That's plenty. You see, nobody's going to listen to you unless you have content up. Have content up, okay? It could be the most piss-poor damn thing you've ever made. But you see, like when I did the Power Play series back in 2006. Yep, that's about right, I remember it. It's coming back, too. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll be honest, my gameplay was horrible, man. I sucked. I wasn't the best. I mean, like, if you really think about it, I looked at that, I was like, huh. And people get paid to do this, right? Man, it's a good thing I didn't buy Call of Duty this year. Yeah, I used to do it every other year. I like the um, I like the Infinity Ward kind of stuff, a little bit better than the Treyarch. You get what I'm saying? You know, even though Black Ops was, I don't know, Black Ops was the odd exception to the rule, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was Treyarch, yeah. Uh, so... You see, when it comes to like little scenarios like that, you'll kind of know exactly what you have to do. You see, you need to make content. Just put it up. I mean, it could be it could be nasty. It could be anything. But you see, you more to make up for it 
See, my gameplay was crazy, but I more than made up for it with my commentary. If your commentary is great, <laughs> ain't nothing more wrong with the show. And you see, the only thing about that old Power Play series was my handsome face wasn't in it. So this new stuff, which I went back and taken some notes down, which, by the way, I always take notes on what you do. You should anyway. Things are going to change. They have to. Otherwise, it's just monotonous then. And certain things that you'll look into, and here's the funniest part. I love how everybody else sit there and say, oh, man, what a rough day editing was. Um, editing was hard. I can't, cut the crap, man. Yes, editing is and will always be a tedious subject. You're just going to have to do it. Or you're going to have to, oh, here's the most beautiful part, though. Or pay somebody to do it for you. And when you are paying somebody, right? Yeah, don't be like 20 Is $20 enough? That is so insulting. Because you never know. If you wanted all those bells and whistles and stuff, and somebody has to sit there and pull and, and grab each and every single resource to try to make whatever your content is the best it can be, and you're going to give them $20? I'm going to give you a free ass whooping. I'm going to go ahead and just stomp you in the mud because guess what? I worked hard on that. You see what I'm saying? As a dedicated editor, I would like to say that, in response to all dedicated editors, if you are not giving us the credibility and the due respect that we deserve, among anything else, F you. To hell with you and to hell with all that stuff. And you know, at the end of the day, you probably are thinking this, $20 is $20, Jay. $20 is not enough gas for my car. If you really think about it, Giving me $20, I'm looking at that, I'm like, hell, I can make this on other ways. What are you doing? You know? Pay people what they're owed. And, of course, I should delve into this because I see this all the time. When people are freelancing and they have a package deal and they have a pretty significant price range, pay that price range. You know, like like at the end of the day, don't don't be so cheap to the point it was like, oh well, I could get my grandson to do it. I could get my nephew to do this for a fraction of the cost, and you'll get a fraction of the work, and you get a fraction of the quality. And at the end of the day, you already ruin the whole scenario for your event because you decided to be a cheap ass. See, a lot of people like me, we're we're trying to build our industries, and as we get about being freelancers, and as we do what we gotta do, we already know the risk involved. But you don't have to be a giant cheap ass about it. Really help out a little bit by just, you know, looking at this price, negotiating, being reasonable, and following through on this. Because, you know, me and everybody else, we're already going through a lot of risky moments to go to these events, to go to your weddings, bar mitzvahs, or whatever you do, as you do. Because we believe in our work and we know our credibility. We set our prices fairly. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want to renege and you want to go ahead and try to save a few dollars. Something is wrong. It's a medium of exchange here. People don't know how to do that stuff. And then if you're sitting there offended by what I just said, work on your communication skills, too. Because if you are offended about it, I'm telling the truth. And it really irradiated you so much that you started to act this way. So going back into it, though, when you're dealing with your modernization here. It's it's amazing because it's, it's great that, you know, we all have the ability to make money doing what we love to do. We all have the ability to follow our passions. We all have the ability to, to succeed in some way. 
But, you know, originality does count to a point. Who you inspire does. And then treating people with a little bit more respect than what you let on a little bit. Well, I barely know them. I'm better than them. I have oh so many content. I have so many subscribers. I think I have more listeners too. The hell with that, man. You know, let me tell you something about numbers. Numbers can be doctored. Books can be cooked. Anything can be lied. Uh, You can always pay for bots that make you look successful. I keep getting emails from these people all the time. But I figure, you know, if I keep putting up the content, or if I keep trying, because, you know, I deserve the win, I'll get real engagement just by putting in the effort. And then, of course, if you're part of a community, which I'm part of several, they'll help you along the way. But the thing is, is don't think that you're bigger than your britches either. You know, because at the end of the day, you're not doing it right. And see, if you really wanted to save, and going back into the editing thing, if you really wanted to save some money, you know, just make editing fun. But don't sit there and try to, you know, just like a former co-host of mine, sit there and try to judge people based off their editing skills. We all do it at different rates, man. I remember when I started, like, I sucked. Big time. I wasn't that great. And you see, it, a long time ago, it was just me in a book. It wasn't even me at Wilmington University. Now, when I went to Wilmington University, oh, skill set increased tenfold. But, you know, it's just it's, it's odd that certain people have this inflated sense of ego, which you have to check at the door and still finding a way to throw that around. Like, that is the end-all, be-all, and it's not. Just like when you do certain scenarios. If you have certain things set up, that's cool on you. But then you're probably going to wonder, when do you see it being successful? Now, first few episodes were not really successful for the J-Man show. And I really didn't care. You see, because I had something to talk about. But I started seeing things shift around about the 5th episode to the 10th episode. And then I just kept going. And then you'll know, and if you really believe in your credibility and your work and... You know, at the same time, I wouldn't worry about the subscriber count because that's going to increase anyway. All that stuff's going to go up because you stayed on it. You didn't listen to everybody else because everybody else don't have the answers either. They're all sitting there just trying to get by and keep writing out that one paycheck to paycheck all the time. But if you can go ahead and be a voice and if you can go ahead and be real with that voice and saying, that, hey, damn it, this is our time now. We have a chance to succeed. We're not quitting anytime soon. That's it. You believe in it. Because you believe in yourself. And I'll be honest with you, myself was all I had. I mean, like, like you know, I, my parents were there and everything else. But when you're really going through the formative years and all that kind of stuff, believe me, all I had was myself. I couldn't trust anybody. I did a lot of growing um, <laughs> between uh, the teens to now. I really did. But you know what? That's a story for another time. Maybe maybe I'll probably go really in-depth with my origin story a little bit. But <laughs> maybe. Because I've, I've dropped pieces of it here and there. But it's just like, you know, it, it's been a fun ride, you know, really turning into something better. You know, because I could have been a lot worse at one time. But when it gets right down to it, though, uh, what exactly... When it comes to podcasting, are you trying to convey? And why would you, you know, and, and try to think this. Why wouldn't it work out for you? 
because it works out for almost anybody else that really gets out here and do it. Not everybody's an expert, man. You know? Don't beat yourself up trying to be PewDiePie or whoever the top podcaster is out there that isn't in mainstream media, the top indie podcaster, whatever it is. You know, don't worry about being that person yet. It's about steady growth. The quick solution is not good for anybody. If it falls out, it's not real, and it sucks. But my best advice would be, if you want to be a podcaster, you want to be a filmmaker, you want to be any of these, you want to be a cosplayer, you want to be any of these things, just start. Just start and don't ask other people if it's okay. Do it unapologetically. Don't be afraid to look stupid. Don't be afraid to even sound stupid. Find a way to change that stuff so you actually look smart and sound smart. And then the thing is, is just everybody else, man, don't even worry about that too much. That stuff comes later. Like is like first season J-Man? Oh, hell, I didn't give a damn about anything, man. I was cussing and throwing F-bombs, and they were respected and targeted F-bombs at that. But I knew exactly what I was doing when, you know, my subject matter called for it. And just like when you're out there and you see other people that are trying to get by, you listen to them, hear them out and say, okay, well, that's cool. Right here, though, this is what you can do to make it a little bit better, I suppose. You know, but like I said, all advice is not good advice. It's up to us to really pay attention and see what sort of advice is good. And not everybody out there is your enemy. A lot of other people out there, they're just starting out too. And then building that connection, working with other like minds, that's great. But there's always that scenario that happens when it's a disagreement too. When it comes to disagreements, I mean, it is what it is. But just don't make them turn you into a number and make sure that you sound like just everyone else. Because at that point, that's already done. You don't want to be like everybody else. You want to be yourself, don't you? I usually am myself. That's why I'm wherever the hell I am. Last but very much not least, distribution. Where is your show going to be at? Now, see, when I started out, it was SoundCloud. And SoundCloud had a pretty good thing going. However, I just couldn't stay there. So I went to Spreaker because Spreaker allows me to do this show live. And you see, I love doing it. That's why, and they've never gotten in my way, and I've never gotten in their way. So I'm not too worried about it. I kind of like being here. It's like my home. But I also managed to uh, have a backup in the form of Podbean. And Podbean's all right. I mean, sometimes it'll let you know, like, different ratings, but you got to get over yourself a little bit and see, like, oh, what exactly is going to work for you. But, um, yeah, see, right off the bat, Whatever is going to be your main plus. I think there's Libsyn. There's also Buzzsprout. There's plenty of different uh, places to put your podcast. Even YouTube. I know a lot of people are actually using YouTube for it. Mm, I don't know. I've, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if I'll ever use YouTube. But it's entirely up to you. These things are at your discretion. And then you'll get that RSS feed. And then wherever you want to put that at. I'm going to let you guys figure out iTunes, Google Play, and all that other stuff by yourself. And then, of course, get your show on Spotify. And also, there's iHeartRadio. Which, yeah, the J-Man show is that. But, that being said, we're getting a little too 
little too out of it right now. So, class dismiss, and that's all I have for you. Uh, we'll be back with episode 140 next week. I'm going back to my time slot again. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make sure of that because I'm not doing a damn thing on Wednesday. Which, by the way, oh, shoot. I forgot about great video game movies. Okay, a lot of y'all were sitting there saying um, that Sonic is breaking records. And he is. Thank God. I love it. <laughs> my favorite video game character is back in the prominence. I hope they get a pretty good trilogy out of this because everything's set in threes. But what I want to say is, Sonic didn't break no video game curse. Sonic dented the video game curse. And I'll tell you why, because there actually are some good video game movies out there. Or halfway decent. Like the first Tekken movie. It was interesting to see how they could make... For some reason, when it comes to fighting game movies, you do know like every time a fighting game is made, there's multitudes of new characters. And when you get like those new characters on there, and then there's a movie being developed for that, you're always thinking, who's going to make the cut? You know, and then like, Mortal Kombat didn't get all of the characters in there. But Tekken managed to get quite a bit of the characters from Tekken 4 in there, at least. And told a unique story. Then they made that crap sequel, but we're not talking about crap sequels. But they made that crap other movie (laughs) and ruined it. And then the same thing can be said about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was a great, great video game movie. I love Mortal Kombat, man. I watch it every chance I get. Robin Shu as Liu Kang, man, beating the hell out of, um, what was his name? Uh, hmm. Yeah, I can't really think of it. But the man who played Shang Tsung. <laughs> oh, no, Tagawi, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting against him out there in the lands of Outworld. Like, they did that right. But then you look over at Mortal Kombat Annihilation and say, why couldn't you be better? That's because Mortal Kombat 4 came out in too many damn characters. And then, of course, you have House of the Dead. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All of them were bad. <laughs> All of them. But you also are forgetting Prince of Persia and then De- Detective Pikachu. Those are two good films. Like, if anything, there's a chance to make a decent or even a good video game movie. But you can't just run around and say that they broke the curse. They didn't break no curse. They bent it the curse a little bit. Because you never know, there might be another video game movie out there that will put everything back into formation. And then everyone's like, oh, when are we going to get a better, um, when are we going to get a better video game movie that redefines everything? But then everybody's going to probably remember Sonic the Hedgehog too. So, you know. It's one of those kind of things, man. Where you sit there for a little bit, you're like, okay, well, it dented the curse a little bit. I'm hoping for the Battletoads movie. Now, that's going to be amazing. And you know what? As I say that, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's going to be writing it right now. Of course, I think Borderlands is getting a movie, too. Eli Roth, right? That might actually be decent. But, hey, I talked to you off enough. Class dismissed. I got to get up out of here. And, you know, it's always cool doing this show with you all. Peace. Peace.